Hello everyone, I hope you're having a wonderful day. Today we have the European Historical Rules event post-game interview. This event was done on March 29th, 2022. Our two maps for today were Cox's push and then Reno's fall. Confederates winning both rounds. And with that being said, here's the post-game interview. From the Union perspective tonight, we have Victor and Vastol. Vastol was not leading, but yet he was a private. So that'll be cool information from him. And on the Confederacy, we have Schumacher, Watrate. I apologize again. What's your name? Say your name again. Watwinge. Watwinge. I get it that time? <laughs> yeah, okay. perfect. Okay. Watwinge. Gold star. And then Rollo. So That was easy. We're just... <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to be asking questions of strategy essentially and then we'll go from there so the union players what was your strategy going into the first round of reno's fall and how did you react to the ever-changing battlefield all right so i can say right now that the strategy from the start is that we basically try to have the majority of the guys in the start only put up on the picket fence in the center then around ten, um, two minutes, they would move away from the picket fence and get to their respective positions. Oh. Uh, the 4th Jersey, 2nd US, would basically be on the far left. LFL would be on the stone wall and the picket fence, basically, trying to defend that as they were the biggest unit. Tombs uh, Brigade would be on the rock in the middle of the map, basically, and 5th US and IVB would be on the right. Now, what actually happened was I couldn't directly see because I was always, already on the far left with Eddie. Um, and what I understand is that was, there was some kind of comedy going on in the center and on the right and it felt like the uh, center and right, I suppose, was falling. And uh, we got, yeah, got harassed a lot. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. Um, uh, so basically, on the left, base, we were just trying to shoot whatever we saw. Um, we fell back sometimes, retook, fell back, charged some time. It was a bit of a back and forth on the left side, I would say. Um, I would still say that was very well played by the Confederates. Um, and I, I felt like that was a really good match, to be honest. Um, when it comes to Arena's fall. Um, and I, yeah, that's about the strategy that we did on the map. I only saw a part of it because of me being basically stranded on the left side. I will still say that there was some communications issues on, of course, both rounds for the Union. Uh, but mainly the second one, I'll get into that later. Um, but uh, yeah, that's it for the Union for the first map. Do you think, do you guys think that like that your plan um, went wrong at a certain, a certain area, or just that you lost in melees? Like, I, where, where, where would you place where your plan started, stopped working? I, I feel like when, one of the problems is um, misunderstanding and also to not follow the plan. I, I felt like I saw some other units basically changing around and being where I did not expect them to be. I see. Um, and I felt like the there was an aggressive attack on both of the flanks by the confederates and what the main idea was that if everything of all else uh, falls basically uh, all, all else falls that will be going all on the left side of the stone wall basically and defend the left side and having tombs brigades and ivb and 50 us basically on the rocks so we would split like half half if all else fails, like, you know, we're going to, like, taking losses on, you know, at 20. That did not happen. 
Um, I, I feel yeah, like on yeah. my end, I did not directly like send out messages. We should do this. We should do that. That was our backup plan if all this fails. But I suppose that during the heat of the combat, it was really difficult to enact that plan. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you for that. Uh, Vastal, is there anything you wanted to add for that? Uh, yes. For the start of the round, uh, you said, mentioned that the plan was for holding that picket fence at the very north of the field for two yes. minutes, yes? It's a, str- it's a snake fence, not a picket fence. Yes, yeah, snake fence. Apologies. Uh, we held there for maybe five minutes and only fell back after we started taking quite a bad amount of casualties. So we pulled up to the rocks uh, further to the east of the point. We got charged out there and almost, you know, we got completely wiped. So yeah, the I believe- very aggressive on the area. Yeah, very aggressive on the eastern side of the map. We got wiped, didn't have a flag bearer for quite some time, and we weren't really able to contest the rebel company on the uh, east side constantly because we couldn't respawn uh, both IVB and 5th US. We didn't have the the numbers to really exchange with them. They kept getting respawns in. We would have to pull back, reorganize. And that went on for about 10 minutes almost. Uh, for some reason... Uh, when we were getting, uh, this is near whenever the, it was taking losses, taking losses. For some reason, uh, 5th US uh, decided to pull around uh, on a big, big flank with the, with my, uh, with IVB and 5th US all the way around to the forest in the east and then loop around while we were at taking losses, taking losses, and at any moment we could have went to breaking. For some reason, they decided to do that. They pulled around. We hit breaking. We were nowhere near the point of contention, so we couldn't reinforce it. And I think that that really played into that uh, defeat at that moment. All right. Victor, did you want to say something? Oh, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to say, yeah, I can agree one thing, and that was very clear. Basically, when we went down to breaking, uh, the Union, like, I, for example, was on the far left still. And I was trying to try to hold at the log and then fall back because we were overwhelmed by like every single CSA unit. Um, and then when we went down to breaking, I felt like I was far away from the actual point of contention. So I remember the last thing I did before it was capped, I ran up there alone with just a pistol and just went, I just... I don't know. I, I, I kind of broke the rule there on my own fucking event, but <laughs> I got so mad and I was like, why is nobody at the point? Why is nobody doing anything? But I mean, yeah, it is what it is. Um, but that's about it. All right. Thank well, you. rule breaker caught on camera. HRE <laughs> is disbanded it. as an event. Fucking, uh, fucking a leader, uh, not leader, but like fucking organizer of HRE breaks rules. Consequences? None. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's gonna punish you exactly? Yeah. Who's there to Pixel arrest the police? Probably. Pixel's just gonna go to me and just say, "Why did you do that?" <laughs> no, but uh... <laughs> yeah. So that being said, CSA, what was your strategy on Reno's uh, going into the match, and how did you react to the ever-changing battlefield? All right. So we had three main directions of the attack. The Union left was not the main goal of our attack. We sent it here. First core, it was like uh, 8 to 12 guys, so they couldn't do anything much. So they just uh, making a skirmish right there and fight it with the Union. We sent it uh, GB and sec- second core to the Union center and tried to hold the stone wall. And the 
really good part was the 24 Georgia and 13 Georgia who was on the Union right. They tried to sneak around and take the cornfield. I think Krolo can say more about it. If he is here. Yeah, so um, yeah, 13th and 24th, um, we flanked the Union right and we were kind of really aggressive on that side. It's kind of what we do, actually. We played that map this weekend and did the exact same thing and won it. Um, and yeah, we just kind of got really aggressive on that far Union right. We held down a bunch of Union regiments, wiped a bunch of Union regiments, and um, it was. I feel like the coordination was really good for the CSA this week, and the timing was really well. And uh, right at the end of that first map, we actually, the 13th timed it perfectly. The 24th went ahead to capture point, they left us behind. We held off. Uh, we, well, we kind of kept down two Union regiments. And then, like, a Union regiment was charging point. We were following them. And there was another Union regiment following us. There was just the three of us all running to point, um, which was kind of fun. But, yeah, we had enough bodies on point. And, uh, like was already said, the Union was too far away to cap on that first map. And that's kind of what gave it to the CSA. Yeah, and so in total, we just didn't care about the left flank and just put the main effort on the center and the right flank. Yes, overall the goal was to be very aggressive. So for example, I give my men to only put the broken ball and uh, always uh, try to go at a blank shot uh, because oh, yeah. in this map uh, the most important is very to always put pressure on the uh, union. And uh, when we, the enemy was in the breaking point just before, we go to the uh, woods just to support the attack from the flank. And uh, as soon as they were breaking, it was uh, over because they were uh, far away, spread out, and uh, all in the all the men around the, the point were already dead. Yeah. Um, so, did you have any questions about the first round? Or? You know, I, I think they pretty much explained everything I was wondering, yeah. All right, sweet. Move on to the second round now. Union, what was your strategy going into the round, and how did you react to the ever changing battlefield? All right. Um, so the main idea was for basically the entire Union, except for the second US and for New Jersey, to go on the center right and basically just hammer down on my cornfield, basically. Um we thought that we would have a you know not that many on the left and focus just on the right because that's where you get close and that's where you get close and personal basically weren't you on the left i was on the left yes for new jersey oh, okay. and uh second guys was supposed to be kind of like i wouldn't say skirmishers but we were like together like 15 no 18 people so um we thought that we we best if we uh just play on the right side i mean left side and just uh, shoot a little bit. And then, of course, we basically said to Second Yes that if they need any support, just go over there, basically. Well, Fortnite just, just stay his here and skirmish. Uh, that did not happen. Uh, I can tell you that there was a lot of problems in communication with, uh, when it comes to like what is exactly center, what is left, and what is right on that map. There was. I can only describe just really communications issues, timing wrong, people misunderstanding everything, I feel like. Um, I got personally really got a headache out of the second round. I did not enjoy that. I usually do not care if we win or lose. But I will say that I felt like we could have won that one if we just 
squad needed a little bit more organized and i i think yeah. you're right there we're like if you guys had had managed to get one just one better charge off there you guys had 16 minutes at breaking breaking and yep. i was really impressed with the confederate's ability to you know stay in breaking that whole time but yep yeah i agree well that I will still say that you they blobbed up base and I'm blobbed up performed all up on the point. Now this if the Union had of course artillery on that map, you couldn't really do you can't really do that then basically. But we don't have any artillery on that map. Yeah, um, I mean I think I think that our, if the Union had artillery on that map, it'd almost make it less fun because then it, I think it'd be too yeah. easy. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Um, and I feel like you know because I enjoy that map a lot, um, but. It's today. I did not have that much fun in the second round. Uh, the plan was not at all fulfilled. I I personally have a problem with, with people starting and you know not doing the plan from the start. Basically, doing almost the whole thing almost immediately. I I can understand if people try it and then change it around, but I felt like today it was. If you're gonna coordinate a plan, stick to it. Exactly, and. I did not feel like it was done like that, and at the end, I was almost for like screaming at the union <laughs> that we need to stay back, reorganize, then shot, not just going. But everyone was just like, "Oh, let's go point, point, point!" Like freaking onga bonga point. You guys <laughs> did have an extra like thirty seconds there, and if you had managed yeah, to get around, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Uh, but I, nobody listened. Um, it was just unga bunga point take. I mean, I saw one guy running around with a just club, basically. He didn't even have the time to fix a bayonet on. He just went in with a club. Um, really well played. Really good defense by the CSA. Uh, I will. Yeah, I I can just say that I I got really tired by the second map. I did have more fun in the first map, and uh, yeah, that's about it. It was entertaining to watch. <laughs> I can understand that. <laughs> it felt like Fredericksburg. <laughs> well, I mean, that was a lot. It was a lot closer than Fredericksburg, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. CSA, uh, what was your plan going into the that second round on Cox's push, and how did you react to the ever change of battlefield? Alright, so on the Union left, we placed uh, first core on the rocks, and 13 Georgia was placed behind it, so they could support both JP on the stone wall, normal one, and the first core on the rocks. At the corner, like where the big stone wall uh, and the, the cornfield was uh, not on the rocks, we were on the far left on the cornfield. I, I said first core, not the second. Ah, okay, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> second core and 24 Georgia was in the cornfield, like. So somewhere in the, in the cornfield. For the JP, I can say that uh, from the beginning we wasn't a big stone wall, but after 20 minutes of battle, we decided to switch to the Union left because it was really hard to hold the stone wall. And I think it really worked out well because we distracted the Union attack into, into the cornfield and makes them really not comfortable. <laughs> Any, any other thoughts for CSA? Um, yeah, so it's funny Victor says changing plan because that's exactly what I did at the immediately the start of that map <laughs> on the second map. So at the uh, muster map, uh, the 13th were supposed to be more on the right side. Um, 
However, we immediately changed to go to the corner with the 24th. Um, we basically, me and the 24th talked, and we felt that the Stonewall was going to be the main point of contention uh, for that second map. So we kind of went over there to the corner to help those guys. Um, the Union charged the CSA right side, which we didn't really mind, to be honest, because it gave our artillery something to shoot at. And then when they kept charging through that open field on the right, we were kind of just like, okay, the RD can shoot at them. And then uh, the plan was basically... I think it was JB that was going down, charging into them. Um, and the 24th Georgia would leave the corner and go around and flank behind them. And they kind of wiped them like three or four times doing that. It was kind of awesome. Um, and then I feel like the Union were starting to get like a little bit more coordinated at one point. Um, however, at the end, we kind of just all had to sit on point because of that. Uh, and I kind of felt like Robert E. Lee standing in the middle of an open field telling people what to do. And telling them to fix bayonets and get reloads and go here, go there. I was just kind of shouting at every single regiment and telling them what to do. Um, so they might be pissed at me for that. I'm not sure. Uh, it worked out. <laughs> it worked out, though, yeah. And it was close. It was closer than a lot of people think. I mean, a couple of my guys were like, oh, my God, it's Fredericksburg. But I, I honestly think if the Union just coordinated that last charge a little bit better, they, they might have been able to get it. Um, well, I think if they had coordinated any of the last like eight charges a little better, or even just like fit one more in there, I think that the Union spent a little bit too much time shooting at breaking. Would you agree with that? Yes, totally agree, Sevi. I mean, when the CSA were on breaking, they, they could have really just charged us out. If they, if they took the stone wall, they came around behind us, something like that. Um, they charged right down the field into us, which was perfect, because we had time to get our loads in. Um, and I mean, I emptied my lead mat like two or three times. It was just Hell it was yeah. insane. Um so it was it was awesome. I mean, it was a bloodbath. Don't get me wrong; it was a hard fight. But um, I think Victor, what Victor said, makes sense. I think it was just that lack of coordination on this, the Union charges kind of cost them that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think the Union did a second mistake: is to always forget us on the far left on the cornfields because it's each time they charge the point, we just uh, leave up or. Uh, or spot and just wipe them from them back. The the first time we just went across all the Union line and kill them all, just uh, ten men and we wipe uh, twenty people because we were on their back and nobody saw us. I don't understand how, but we managed two times to always go um, counter charge them on their back because they all focus on the point and we go le- we leave the cornfields and just. Uh, uh, clean up behind the the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did see that a couple of times. Yeah, I noticed that too. Uh, there's a point where me and the 24th, uh, we actually got wiped, and we thought the Union had taken the Stonewall, and all of a sudden I started hearing French voices appearing from the cornfield, and I was like, <laughs> yes, yes, thank God. Well, it could have been the other French. It, it was, I think there's French on both teams. I think the least French Legion was the Union there. Yeah, it might, but the good French. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, any other thoughts by anyone before we wrap this up? My corporal asked me to say this. He was the first driver of the BMP-1 on the pre-event start. Oh, the, uh, the t- <laughs> that was great. Good. Um, yeah. I, what was it thinking about? I want to say that uh, you guys missed last time, and I will say that um, it's kind of funny, because last weekend, Union won both rounds. This weekend, CSA won both rounds. The weekend before that, CSA won both rounds. It's just back and forth ping-ponging. It's kind of ridiculous. Why can't we just have, like, 
<laughs> one win, one win, basically. I want to, like, you know, fucking... Uh, for both, it's not as uh, fun when everybody draws every night. It's true, but it's... Well, yeah. It, it all depends, know. Victor, on which side this, the 13s play. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. I mean, I remember actually one time fucking fourth play of the fucking CSA time last time, uh, and then it's like next time it was his fourth played on the Union time one again. So it's like we had a four win streak, and then this happened. <laughs> but yeah, um, all right, that now that's it. All right, sweet. Uh, with that being said, please like, comment, share, subscribe for more. All the regiments that participated in this video will be in the description below. The Historical Rules event Discord will also be in the description below. If you want your regiment to join that, please do. It's a fun event to watch. Everyone in this post-game interview, a social media account will be linked to their name if they want. So, And yeah, with that being said, I hope you guys have a good day, good night, wherever you're at. We'll see you guys in the next one. I love you.